Today on Rooted Daily, we look at a Christian diet and how God wants us to eat. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about what a Christian diet looks like. You know, maybe you saw the headlines from a few days ago where scientists or dietitians have changed their mind. Breakfast is no longer the most important meal of the day. You know, recent studies show that there is no evidence that eating breakfast leads to weight loss, which was the reigning wisdom just last week. And that's good news, though. I, I never made time for breakfast anyways. But it seems like every pop diet, every nutrition guideline is up for debate. You know, someone tells me I'm not supposed to eat any meat at all, and that's the best diet. And then the next person rolls up, tells me I'm supposed to only eat meat. Uh, bread used to be the foundation of the, the food pyramid, and now they've pushed it to the side and warned us not to eat too much. You would think that avoiding too much chocolate, that could be a rule that was left without any controversy. But now they even say uh, chocolate can lower our risk of heart disease. So with all this information that we are bombarded with about what we should or should not eat or what we should do or should not do, it's easy to just throw up our hands and give up, to not try or not try as hard as we should when we eat. And that's true in nearly every area of our lives. We are bombarded with information with what is right being called wrong and what is wrong being called right. And it's becoming increasingly difficult to navigate our way to the truth. And sometimes we may be tempted to believe that our physical diets fall outside of the purview of God's instruction. That wasn't the case clearly under the old law. You know, God had strict rules about what could and could not be consumed by the Israelites. Food was either clean or unclean, approved or unapproved. And so God established a clear diet for his people. But today, doesn't God care a whole lot more about what's going on in my heart than my stomach? Jesus showed this was in some ways the case in Mark chapter 7. You know, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law asked Jesus, why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled or unwashed hands? And he replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. Again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. And then in verse 16, when his disciples asked him about uh, this parable, Jesus said to them, are you so dull? Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them? For it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach and then out of the body. And saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. He went on, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. So Jesus made it clear. Your diet 
will not get you into heaven. You know, we all know someone, and certainly the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they thought that they could eat right, they could please God. And we all know someone, maybe not with a religious aspect, but they're so passionate about their diet that it's the foundation of who they are. Now, of course, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they'd created religious traditions that they tried to enforce for other people. But today, you know, health and wellness advice is treated by some with almost a, a religious fervor. And Jesus warns us against that. Dieting should not be the center of our identity. It cannot make us righteous. It cannot make us better than other people. So all foods are now clean. And that was declared by Christ. But that's not all the Bible says about the Christian diet. Far from it. And while diet self-righteousness, as we'll call it, that's sinful, just like any other form of self-righteousness, we cannot remain apathetic, though, about our diet, as the temptation might be. You know, repeatedly, gluttony, a lack of self-control, is condemned in Scripture. Paul writes in Philippians 3.18, For as I have often told you before, now tell you again, even with tears, Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. And their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. When you let your stomach become your God, you cannot be rooted in Christ. Too often, we as Christians are quick to condemn other sins of the body while we sit down ourselves and gorge ourselves. Gluttony, just like sexual immorality, just like theft, which we're quick to condemn, gluttony is idolatry too. It replaces God with a new master. Gluttony is truly not about what we eat or don't eat though. Jesus said we're free to eat whatever we choose. Gluttony is about what we honor, what we exalt. Gluttony is about where we find our peace, our, our satisfaction, our comfort. For the Christian, that role is to be reserved for God. So gluttony is truly not about what the number reads on the scale. It's about our worship. But that almost makes things more difficult. You know, Christ didn't give us a clear-cut meal plan that would please him, as the Israelites kind of had. Jesus told us it was about so much more than just what we ate and how much we ate. You know, speaking about the believer's freedom to eat unclean food and the presence of non-believers, Paul writes, Eat anything sold in the meat market without raising questions of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. If an unbeliever invites you to a meal and you want to go, eat whatever is put before you without raising questions of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it both for the sake of the one who told you and for the sake of conscience. I am referring to the other person's conscience, not yours. For why is my freedom being judged by another's conscience? If I take part in the meal with thankfulness, why am I denounced because of something I thank God for? So, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way. For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. You know, Paul is saying here, while he's referring to uh, how we work and the appearance we put forward to others, he makes a valuable point for how Christians are to eat here. Our eating, our drinking, everything else we do must be dedicated to the glory of God and working so that others might be saved. Everything I eat, whether it's a 
bag of potato chips or a, a protein shake. I do it for the glory of God. If I, in my indulgence, eat as a glutton, I take the satisfaction I should get from God and I hand it over to food. But likewise, if in my drive to be healthy, I lord my diet over others, I usurp God's glory for myself. It's less about what I eat and how much I eat and more about why I eat. So ask yourself, will the food I'm eating help me remember my blessings, that everything I have and everything I am comes from the Almighty Creator? Will the food I eat give me the fuel I need to serve God fully, or is it going to leave me wanting a nap? Will the food I'm eating bring me closer with other Christians or, or present me an open door to reach someone who's not yet a Christian? Most of all, will the food I'm eating help me worship God instead of the food itself or myself and give God all the glory? When we can answer yes to those questions, then we found our Christian diet. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.